I'm Adam, and this is the Year 9 AM podcast. At work, our different experiences, perspectives, and backgrounds collide, and it's not always obvious how the small and large decisions we make affect other people. I created Year 9 AM to make it easy for people to start conversations that create change where they work. If you haven't subscribed to the newsletter yet, sign up at year9am.com. In each podcast episode, I'll host a discussion about the latest newsletter story with different people. In this episode, I'm joined by my wife, Anna, and friend, Sarah Kate. So let's get down to business. Anna and Sarah, imagine you're on a team that's struggling to keep up with a new project. And one day, you walk into a meeting and two leaders of other teams, keep in mind your boss isn't in the room, put you on the spot, and verbally test you. Gender aside, what's going on in your head? I know in my experience, um, especially with just older, more senior people, take age out of it too, just more senior people. Right, yeah. I defer to them. And so it was uh, supposed not to be questioning the most, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're supposed to be the most experienced and there's... And you trust it. You tr- yeah, yeah, you trust that like there is a reason that you're being questioned, but there's not always an explanation or... Not an explanation, but it's like when someone is is superior to you in the hierarchy, you kind of trust that like, right, they're asking me these things for some reason. And so I owe it to them mm-hmm. to give them these answers. And I'm like, and further on in my career now, I'm like, oh, that's not always the case. Exactly. Like, yeah, I think with experience comes the ability to like push back. Yeah. But let's, let's just back up a little bit because it's not necessarily like, oh, you know, I'm going to a status update meeting and it's my job to communicate what I know to this mm-hmm. leader yeah. um, so that the leader can take the information and do something with it. It's more something like, oh, uh, you want to make sure that I know exactly what this particular feature is and how it works in our product. Something that might come up in, say, for example, enablement training. Mm-hmm. I feel like in that case, it's, again, I would probably react because I am a processor, like, later on. I would probably react by, like, giving whatever answers were asked of me in the moment. And then later on, I would have the wherewithal to think, like, Wait, was that actually necessarily, like, necessary? Why, why is this being asked of me? You know, like, is that, was that situation appropriate for, like, like, do I need to be proving my, my knowledge to them about the product? And if I do, is that really the, the situation in which that's the best handled? And also, as an IC, is that, like, is that best handled by those specific directors or those specific executives? I often think when other directors get involved with like like the work that is not their problem to own or like ICs that are not theirs, I'm like, is this an ego thing on your part? Right. Is this like, like if I don't know something about the product that I should know for my work, that is my director, my manager's job to call out. Like that's that's what they get paid to do. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely that, like, hierarchy and, like, reporting structure that comes into play, too. And that made me think, too, um, depending on the size of the company as well, mm-hmm. what the, what, going back to power structures, how that would play out. Because in a very small company, that 
these people might be more senior, but there's only 30 people there. Like, it's just a different scenario entirely. Yeah. Um, but again, like... hands on deck. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, maybe that, that kind of thing could, like, fly more. Um, but for me, having worked at smaller companies and, like, medium-sized companies, I think regardless, it, it is going back to, in the moment, just sort of being shell-shocked and answering the questions and later not really not really knowing how best to approach it. Mm. And truly, I think the other thing is with this scenario, if their manager, like if my manager hadn't walked by and heard it, putting myself in this person's shoes, like I probably wouldn't bring that up. I yeah. probably wouldn't even think to like tell my manager or my director that like this thing happened. Because uh, I, I don't know that I would think of it as... Um, as like a problem or something that I needed to solve necessarily. The other thing I was thinking in that same vein is in some ways, like it's, it's good that they had two people there because if it had happened to me and I was on my own, I'd probably be like either, Oh my gosh, I, I messed up in something and, or like, Oh, I need to be held accountable for something. And so like, I just need to owe answers. And I wouldn't necessarily think like, this is inappropriate because I wouldn't have someone to bounce those ideas off of. Right? You're totally like, right. You're starting from behind almost. Yeah, I agree with that. You guys caught me off guard with that one because see, I would have, I, if I, if I think about myself in that situation and let's even put gender back into it, I would feel really uncomfortable if people of a higher rank started sort of quizzing me on my knowledge of, you know, related to what I had to do to, perform a specific job so it's interesting to hear that you guys would first kind of engage and then process later if at all Mm. um yeah so i think it's like you want to prove yourself though it's like in that role you you know you see these people as superior or more senior and there's like that one wanting to show up and look good too Mm -hmm. so you don't want to look you don't want to not answer or i wouldn't want to not answer because i would want them to see me as somebody who, you know, knows their stuff and is able to react in stressful situations. So yeah, there's that element too, for me in my, if I were in that situation. I, I guess I also think about it in that, in this scenario, for some reason I had it in my head or I was imagining like potentially like two young women early on in their careers and fairly new to the company. My reaction might be different if I wasn't new in the company or new in the role I might like at that point you might know like oh these directors have a reputation for this kind of behavior so I just need to say like great questions like I'll get back to you like I'll think about this and get back to you later or like I would love to prepare that you know now that I know that this is what you're looking for I would love to prepare myself and and let's set a meeting for x date and we can go over this and then I would like cover my ass and talk to my director and you know be like this is what's being asked of me and this is how I'm thinking about it xyz but like yeah if I was new in that company or new in my career I would I I just know that I would immediately be like you know a possum I'd like be like, okay, whatever they, whatever you want, I'm doing it. Like, <laughs> do I need to play dead? All right. <laughs> yeah. And I, what I'm hearing too from, from what you were saying about that questioning yourself and always feeling like you don't know what you're doing, it's imposter syndrome, which is super mm. common especially, like, for everybody, but especially for women. Mm. And I think that that has to do with a lot of like the way that people react in these scenarios where you're being pushed on to essentially prove yourself, especially just bringing gender back into it as I'm assuming like two men questioning two younger women in yeah. their careers. Um, and as 
as a manager, you know, I would be, I would be pretty upset with the, my peers for doing this to my team. I would expect them to come to me if they had questions about my team's competence. Uh, and that would be something that I could address with my team and with them to resolve versus them kind of going, not that like, I think that people always have to, you know, play by the rules of the hierarchy, but there is a way to go about this that does help develop people and help develop that sense of trust. Yeah. And I, and I think that goes back to the earlier point that we were making about, um, you know, like you as thinking about you as like the manager of these ICs, like it's part of your job to look out for their best interests. Yeah. And so like, while you hope that everyone is coming in this direction of like, we want to help our teams grow. We want it like it all, like, what is it? You know, if everyone does well, like the whole company right. does well. Right? right. But like sometimes when you work in specific, sometimes in our work, we're siloed. So, so you might not like what you think is in the company's best interest might not be the same as like the engineering department or like the marketing department. Right. right. So the hope is that you at least have your 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 team's best interest in mind, and because you're at the level of like manager or director, you can have that conversation with the other directors. Yeah. Well, see, that's that's an interesting point that you just brought up because as someone who's created a department, I've had to think sort of strategically about how to hire people, mm. and I'm not saying that I've done everything correctly because I have not, but in doing that, you don't always hire the same type of you know you don't hire you know, the, the same kind of person across the board. And so when you're working cross-functionally, you might strategically put someone that has one strength and not, you know, another on one team because you think that that's the most important thing that that team needs. And so when you're that IC being placed on that team and there's sort of a mismatch of expectations, it really sounds like this is almost something that, you know, the managers or the, the leaders in the room need to really have alignment on. And so um, it's just, it's it's really interesting to hear that um, it's not necessarily something that you would immediately recognize yeah. if you were in that position. Mm-hmm. I'm, su- I'm surprised to hear that. So we haven't even talked much about gender. Mm-hmm. Is gender even relevant to this story? 100%. Oh, totally. And I think you you hit the nail on the head when we first started this conversation about like, if I had been in that situation as an IC, I would think this was totally appropriate. Whereas Anna and I immediately were like, honestly, I'd probably like be like, oh shit, I have to answer all these questions. Yeah. And then like... Put your back on your heels. For yeah. Oh, you meant inappropriate for Inappropriate. Yeah. Inappropriate. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I've definitely been on the spot. Not in this, put on the spot. Not in the same exact way, but I remember feeling incredibly just uncomfortable um and it was in a group setting and uh there the the situation was just out of my control but you know I was put put on the spot and I I didn't know how to respond and honestly I didn't respond well at all how did Um, you react I'm pretty sure this was this was a lot earlier on in my career and I'm I'm pretty sure I like kind of broke down oh it wasn't good I mean it was it was very bad um and you know I, I think the the tough part about it was even you know, I, other people on my team were around, they they could definitely sense and feel that. But, you know, there was no conversation after the fact. And, and I think one of the things that is hard to sort of reconcile is, you know, the fact that 
you're in a position where you can't do much. And, and, and if, if other people don't have the awareness to, to understand that and to, to help you move forward, you're, you're really in a tough spot. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't a good situation for me. Were you able, did you have a director or a manager that you could go to? Like in hindsight, I, I don't know what uh, you did in the moment, but. No, I mean, they were definitely there. They, everyone is definitely in the room. Um, and it was a rough situation, but you know, there was a, there was a lot of pressure on the whole team and, um, at work pressure happens. You can't run from it. There's always a deadline. Um, and I think what kind of separates people is the way that they respond under pressure and what, and how they're willing to support you, how they're willing to recognize you when you're in those situations and, and help you kind of navigate them. Whether, whether they're a leader or not, quite frankly. Yeah. One thing I'll say, too, about the – just going back to the story, too, that I really appreciated. We're talking a lot about, like, leaders being able to step in and see the big picture and help their team see the big picture. I think the fact that the person whose perspective the story was written from, the manager, being able to walk by that room and immediately see that something was off about it really showed – that this person was a great leader. And I think that that's something that we can all kind of take away 100%, from yeah. that, from this is like, if you see something that feels off, trust your intuition on that and check in about what's, you know, what felt off. Why does this feel wrong? And how can we, how can we give each other and my team tools to make sure that this doesn't happen? And if it does happen, they know how to respond. And the thing about that type of lesson is it's not just at that company, like they will take that to every single company they go to from that point forward. Whether they become managers or they stay ICs, they have that tool in their toolbox, you know, to recognize when the scenario is out of their control or is inappropriate, and they can respond in a way that is healthy and uh, sets boundaries, which is really important, especially in a professional setting. Yeah. I'm also intrigued by this idea because we've been talking about the IC and the manager, Mm -hmm. but now if you're the executive Mm -hmm. and say that manager comes up to you and is like, Hey, I walked by the room. Can you give me like what was happening? Because totally. like I, I'm, I haven't been in that situation as a manager to tell an executive that I've only ever been the manager of the IC. So like, I'd be interested to know like if yeah. you, you both of you have you work closely with executives. You are, have been like a, like in the higher up positions. I would love to know if someone came to you with that like commentary. Or even just a question. This is also when I go into those situations, I'm like, can you give me context? <laughs> like, yeah. what was happening here? Like trying to come at it with curiosity so it doesn't sound like you're I think that's exactly coming it. in like looking for a fight. But you just answered the question. Like you go into it with curiosity. So even though you have assumptions about what was happening and who knows if they'll be confirmed or not, I think going in with curiosity and asking the question so that you can at least get to the bottom of it is the way to approach it. Yeah. And then you can make your own assumptions or your own conclusions as the person asking the questions. Yeah. I mean, this won't directly answer your question, but I think one thing that sort of like a missing detail that we haven't really talked much about is that team at that time, you know, based on the story was underperforming. And mm. so, that's right. um, a kind of, that's a, that's already a tough conversation. If people think it's your team's fault or if people think that your team you know, could be doing something better and everyone's pointing their finger at you, true or not, um, that's a very, that's not a situation that you want to find yourself in. And it's also a tough one to actually approach those other leaders and be like, hey, this needs to change. Um, 
And so that's why I personally thought that an interesting solution to this is to make sure that your team members know they can say, hey, we don't need to do this right now. Let's do this at another time. I want to just review it with my manager. Um, just so that it's an interesting way to miss the whole political situation that's right. going on. Absolutely. Yeah. Empower them to say, right, put the brakes on. Let's like, I don't have enough context because I'm not a leader. So let me talk to my manager and Who we'll get back context. to you. Yeah, exactly. And that yeah. was, a, that's the tools I'm talking about. It's like, yeah. that's something that you can use forever. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's, I also, that. that's also that maturity thing. Yep. And again, that confidence thing, like, again, if I was new in a company and I see and a as woman, much as, and a young woman, and it's like that yeah. imposter syndrome going back to that and like the confidence. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I do think like, okay, so say, say you as an executive or leader, mm-hmm. say someone came to you and was like, Hey, I had this IC tell me that they had this interaction with you. This is where I'm coming from. Like, what would your, what would your reaction be as an executive? Like, where would you go to try and make that a positive? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would hope I would never find myself in that situation. But <laughs> yeah, I'd want to learn more. I think I would want to be, you know, I'd be as curious as I could just to... But you were the you were the executive doing the questioning. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. I would want to learn more about, you know, oh, for, for you to come up and talk to me about this, I must have done something completely wrong. Oh, got it. I would try to be as disarming as possible about it just so that I can try to prevent myself from doing something like that in the future. Um, and obviously I'm saying that and it's harder to do things like that in practice, but I would actually personally, you know, knowing myself, just knowing that I had, if I had known that I had hurt someone in some sort of way or made someone feel uncomfortable at work, I would feel horrible. I don't think that you can necessarily go to that, the person that you hurt now and have a conversation, yeah. but, um, I would maybe communicate it back that I don't know. You'd have to, you, you I don't, I don't think there's a good answer for that one actually. Yeah. But I would feel horrible. I can tell you that. <laughs> and I think it's it's harder as just human beings in general. But it it's so important to say like, okay, let's come at this assuming best intent. Like maybe those people were just like you said, like they're executives. Their teams aren't performing. So all teams aren't performing. Like maybe they're really stressed out. and And they took it out very inappropriately, yes. But like, you know, maybe we just need to come at it with, with again, empathy and say like, all right, (laughs) what could we do to all like make this better? I'm not going to say that like the, it's on the ICs. It's not their problem, but more of like a, I I guess I'm just interested in that scenario of Mm -hmm. like assuming that like the director didn't know now they hear this and they're like, oh my God, like I'm an ass, (laughs) you know? Well, on the flip side though, you also don't want to, so it's, it's one thing if you see something, but it's another, if someone on your team tells you something and then you oh, go yeah. and talk to someone else about it, you want to make sure that they're comfortable with you sharing that information in the first place. Because if you totally. do that without asking your consent, you're breaking their trust. Yeah. Um, so 100%. there, there's so many dynamics there. I think about this a lot. I'm going to go on a little bit of tangent. I will bring it back full circle. I think about this a lot. Like when we have those moments when that we might look back on when we were like, I always think about it in those teenage years. Like I have these like visceral memories from being a teenager that like make me cringe, right? Those cringe worthy memories that you're just like, Oh my God, I can't believe I said that. Or I would do something like that. And when I have those, I try to remind myself like, 
I see that now as cringeworthy because I've grown, Mm. right? So, like, you feeling horrible, you can take as a director who might have, like, hurt an IC, like, it's not appropriate for you to, like, single them out and, like, you know, try to apologize or, or, you know, like, somehow make amends. Like, it might, it probably would just exacerbate the situation. But the best, I guess, you can do in that situation is just grow and be better and and hopefully not do it again, which isn't a great situation, but it's better than you repeating the behavior over and over. And I think being able to have these conversations, like, you know, as a director, I can't tell that I see that I hurt. Maybe it was like five years ago and I look back on it and like, oh God, what a cringeworthy moment. I can't tell that person now, hey, I'm sorry for this incident that happened five years ago, Sure. but I can have this conversation here with you all now and I can use that information that I got from that interaction to better my situation and hopefully continue the conversation with others and keep, keep growing. I love that. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. I really like this podcast, by the way. I like this podcast. I like the, the newsletter. We're still recording. Did you guys hear that? (laughs) I'm not making anything up. Me lauding over. Yeah. (laughs)